classic 80s metal. Symphonic death metal opera. But I've got to be in the mood to listen to Black Sabbath. Many of our listeners weren't even born then. Back for its time, it was very progressive. I can see there are thrash elements. You are a metal paradox. A stunning vision of death metal. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic and goth. Florian will surpass Halford as the iconic heavy metal singer. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Metal fans, this is The Great Metal Debate Podcast, episode 41, September 2016. You can tweet us at Metal Debate or send us an email to thegreatmetaldebate at gmail.com. I'm your host, Gaum Thong, coming to you from our studios in the sprawling Metal Debate Network complex situated in western Kentucky, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian. Hey, Great Metal Debate fans, listen, if you tweet us, make sure it tickles and not hurts, okay? I don't even know what that means, dude. I don't either, it just sounded cool, seemed like the thing to say at the time. Greetings, Gumpog, man, we got a lot to talk about tonight. The summer is pretty much over, and it's been a great summer for metal fans. It has, man, it's been a great summer for us, man, we got to see a lot of bands and do a lot of things, and I'm excited about what's coming up this fall, too. So much good metal this fall, both shows and albums. Brian, I just got the new Delane album, Moonbathers. Uh-huh. It is definitely a contender for my top ten albums of 2016. I, I really like the single that's off of it. Of course, I haven't heard the album yet, but I like the direction Delane is going with their recent albums. And many other great albums coming out. Epica, The Agonist, just so many great albums. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Grim Reaper's new album is coming out. You know, that's a favorite of mine. I've actually gotten a foretaste of that album, Brian, and it is a strong one for fans of the 80s style of metal. You know, Grimmett, he has something special when he sings a song with the word hell in the title. It just stands out. So there's a little teaser for what's coming. I'm also excited about both the album and tour from Dark Tranquility, that album coming out later in the fall and I think I'm going to get to see them in St. Louis in November. Nice. So there are lots of bands, you know. I'm still going to work on getting that Striper interview. I'm going to go see them this fall again. And just a lot of good shows coming up. I know we've got a lot to talk about. But before that, let's get started off with some music. We have a song by a band that we both saw recently. Yeah. This is Lord of Illusions by Of Serpents. Oh, my God. 
of Serpents is a blackened deathcore band from Nashville, Tennessee. Check them out on Facebook at Of Serpents and listen to the track Lord of Illusions via Amazon and iTunes. They are Lord of the Head banging at the show. That was awesome. They were so good. Let's talk about that show, man. This is the first time uh, in more than a year that you and I both got to attend a metal show together. Yeah, it was good. We got to hang out at the barrier and just headbang it all night long, man. A lot of fun. It was a lot of fun at the warehouse in Clarksville, Tennessee. Now, Brian, as we both know, this show was supposed to feature Louisville New Metal-esque Rockers Flaw as the headliner. Yeah. But when we arrived, we were told that Flaw had canceled. Yeah, and I wasn't that disappointed in that, to tell you the truth, man. I was really glad that Beyond Duplication got the uh, headliner slot. There was significant changeover. There were were a number of bands that were supposed to play that didn't, but we ended up seeing three bands, Lost in Silence, Of Serpents, and then the headliner, Beyond Duplication, a band that I've seen a number of times and have really gotten to know some of the members. Yeah, I mean, and these were uh, some bands that were uh, local bands, Sort of the smaller market bands, but God, dude, it was so much fun. I enjoyed all three of those bands, and that's not BS, man. I really did like that show. For me, it was the first time to see a show at the Warehouse. I know you had seen one or two shows there before. I was impressed by the venue. The staging was very large and large green room space for bands to set up. I was impressed by how user-friendly that venue would be for a band coming to play. Yeah, I mean, I saw Cannibal Corpse there, a fairly big band, and they were packed out when I saw them, and and the stage was large enough for them to put on some of their stage show, even. So, very band-friendly, you know, and it is a great place to to go see a concert, man. The stage is only a couple of feet high, so they're right there, uh, eye level. Yeah, it's a great place, man. I'm going down there again next Sunday night to see a local band called Iron Core Resistance. And speaking of fans, Brian, we got to hang out with some fans from Tennessee that we'd not met before. Yeah, shout out to Matt and Gary and uh, Justin. They were awesome, man. They were they were coming there to see Lost in Silence, but they ended up staying the whole time, and we headbanged with them and just kind of hung out and talked metal. They were very knowledgeable, too. You know, that's the great thing about metal fans is they know their stuff, and they're there for a particular reason, but they often come and stay for the entire show because they want to find the latest, greatest new thing, and uh, I think they had a good time. It was cool to hang out with those guys. One of the things you can be sure about metal fans is that they will always invite you into their metal family very quickly. Yeah, it's a brotherhood. It really is. You know, and and people hear all kinds of crap about, you know, being full of Satanists and eat babies and, you know, uh, fights. And, uh, you know, but that's rarely the way it is. It's just like anything, man. You have a united brotherhood that's there for one reason mostly, and that's to headbang and to listen to some great music, and that's what we did, man. You know, we started off with Lost in Silence, a band I'd never heard of. They were, I don't know how, they weren't, they weren't super heavy. They were more a little uh, hard rockish, but man, they were good. I encourage you to listen to that band. They were great. And I was very impressed, Brian, by Of Serpents. They did have a strong black metal feel to them. And, you know, this was a band that I listened to them before we went, and it was really good. It's good music. The, the song we just heard, Lord of Illusions, is kind of their most popular one. But, man, when I saw them live, I became a fan. I mean, it was so much just rowdy, head-banging, pounded-out 
metal, and I, I love that kind of thing. You know, I like where it grabs you by the balls and just takes you out, and that's what I like. Definite black metal feel to that band. Uh, appreciated uh, the lead guitarist even had the, the corpse paint on, which is something that I really uh, appreciate. Oh, yeah. Go, well, they went all out. Definitely went all out. And this was your first time to see a band I have gotten to know pretty well, the guys from Allen County, Kentucky, in Beyond Duplication. You kept telling me that they have something, this stage presence, and I, I was struggling to kind of figure out what that was, and now that I've seen them, I totally know, man. They were, they were well rehearsed. They were uh, an excellent sound. They knew their stuff. They played their stuff well. And this is what I'll say about Beyond Duplication. That band was freaking fun to watch. I mean, they just involved the crowd. I mean, he literally jumped in the crowd several times and uh, headbanged with us. And it was awesome. The thing I'll say about Beyond Duplication is their style and, and certainly their influences, you know, you can kind of hear some Parkway Drive and other more American-type yeah. bands influencing them. Not really my style, but just the musicianship, the stage presence, and there's just such a strong melody. The songwriting is, is so well done. I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm really excited to hear what their next album, the follow-up to Open Eyes, is like. Yeah, they were catchy. They Their stuff was just something you want to kind of sing along and just go with. And they were very personable. You know, we met them after the show, and just a good group of guys. Again, Brian, it was a great show, so let's listen to another great metal track by a band that we saw, the band Lost in Silence. This is To the Wolves.
playing alternative rock and metal from Greenville, Tennessee, listen in to Lost in Silence on YouTube and Reverb Nation. Yeah, I'm not lost in silence. I'm lost in that music because it's really well done, put together well. Definitely a band to check out. Brian, I sent you an article recently that asked an interesting question. Is metal being killed by cliches? Yeah, man, I, I read that article, and, you know, the first thing I would ask is, who's the dude that's writing it, and what gives him the uh, authority to make that statement? It was an interesting article, but I had a few problems with it. What about you? I read the article, and I had, I just had some problems with the whole premise. Yeah. And the biggest problem I had was his contention that metal hasn't had its big breakout artist. As you won't be surprised to hear, I would question whether, if there's a breakout artist, whether that's actually metal or or not, whether a breakout artist is just a commercial sellout. Yeah, I see, I wouldn't label it at that at all. I don't think there's been a commercial breakout artist in metal, but I think that's because it's a, a symptom of the genre. I mean, he says that it's uh, the record industry and the music industry gets blamed, but he doesn't blame the low popularity of metal for that. He blames it on cliches, and I just think that's incorrect. He compares it to Lady Gaga selling 5 million albums after the record industry changes. But Lady Gaga is totally different. Her fans are totally different. Metal is not for everybody, and metal shouldn't be for everybody, I don't think. I mean, you can enjoy it if you want, but... Uh, I don't think it's cliche. I think that there are some styles of metal that are cliche, and he kind of speaks to that. His own band, Gamma Bomb, which, uh, honestly, I wasn't familiar with Gamma Bomb and really haven't heard them, right. but you know, talked about them being a thrash band and the cliche of the aged thrash, and there's a lot of other throwback and nostalgia bands that I could see falling into that trap, but... I mean, to me, I don't think that most of the metal that I listen to, the modern metal, folk, symphonic, and melodic death, fall into any cliché. You know, and that's our debate there, you know, 80s versus new metal, but, and we can debate that, but I, 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 I'm, just, I'm with you on this, man. He talks about symphonic metal being cliché. I mean, if nothing else, symphonic metal is new and happening. It's what's going on in metal right now. And that's certainly not something that everybody does and sounds alike. He talks like everything that comes out sounds the same, and that is certainly not the case. I think you would be hard-pressed to show some of these bands and go, okay, they sound like somebody, and they sound like somebody else, and they sound like somebody else, because there's not that breakout star that everybody sounds like, and I think that's a good thing. I'm surprised. In this case, on our debate, we totally agree, because I, my critique of this guy would be, I would say, have you listened to modern metal? Yeah, exactly. Because I don't hear cliches. I hear a lot of unique, different sounds, people doing crazy, different stuff that doesn't conform to the cliche of what the non-metal fan might think about metal. And so I, I just think this guy needs to get a clue and needs to listen in to actual metal. Yeah, this guy can suck it, man. Metal's going to be metal, and it's never going to be cliche. It'll never again be cliche. It's always going to be fractured and it's going to have great invention and intention and just good music. Well, Brian, for our final song of this episode, let's listen into Italian symphonic meddlers Overcrown off their 2014 EP Monochrome. Here is Phoenix.
but definitely a band that is alive and kicking and producing music that is very intense. You know, the singing is incredible. The skill with which they play is amazing. I would recommend that anyone check out Overcrown, definitely the song Phoenix. Check out their EP, Monochrome. You can download it for free on Reverb Nation and give Overcrown a like on their Facebook page. Now, Overcrown is working on a new album entitled Higher for late 2016 release. Be sure to check that out at that time. All right, Gonfog. Now, I, I sent you a video. Uh, the premise was music is always about feeling. It's a matter of feeling the music. And I know that you love feeling things. And so I sent that to you and thought we could talk about that a little bit. I just think that's the most vacuous statement that a person can make to say that music is about feeling. I, I, I don't even know what that means. Well, I have no doubt you don't know what that means because you don't feel like the way normal humans do, dude. It's a relationship that you have between the music and yourself, and it's very moving. It's very uh, spiritual on some level, and it's very intense when you feel it. I remember you on the podcast even said you were flying into uh, Chicago or somewhere listening to Into Eternity, and you almost had tears in your eyes uh, listening to this music. That's what I'm talking about. I think that you do have feelings. You just don't recognize them for what they are. I do have feelings, but to say that music is always a matter of feeling is just stupid because it's not. There are literally schools, thousands of schools across the globe that teach music. And students aren't graded based on feeling. They're graded on objective criteria. Oh, my God. But that's a school, dude. That's learning how to play the instrument. That's got nothing to do exactly. with creating the music. That, that has nothing to do with music. It has everything no, to do with doesn't. music. I guarantee you, if they feel the music that they create, their grade's going to be better. I guarantee it. Because you have to love it. You have to love it in a way that's more than just liking to move your fingers. And yet, an educator can objectively critique what that student does or doesn't do and and literally give them a passing or failing grade. I mean, you can go to conservatory. You could go to a state oh, institution no, here in Kentucky no. to study an instrument. You could go to study violin. That's, and, that's ability, and, and you can succeed or fail nah. based on objective criteria that goes beyond mere feeling. I'm not saying that feeling doesn't exist. I'm just saying that to say it's always, it's all feeling is crap. Oh, it's bullshit, man. If you, you, can, you can score good on a test, but if you want to create music that people get into and listen to and love, you've got to feel it. 
I would be willing to say that none of those people graduating from school right then and there have any sort of fans that listen to their music unless they feel it, unless they love what they do and they pour their heart and soul into it. You just seem to be using words that don't have any meaning. What does pour your heart and soul into it mean? I mean, so you're saying spend a lot of hours. So that's no, an objective no, criteria. You can't define heart and soul, so you dismiss it. But that's not the case, man. I guarantee you at least half the listeners, probably more like 90% of the listeners, are going to say that they feel the music in some way, shape, or form. They're I didn't say that you can't feel the music. That's a, you, what you're claiming is music is all feeling. And that's just bullshit. That's not true. I think good music is all about feeling. I mean, I, I think that people go through the motions, but I don't think those people create the best sound that they can. I think that they rely on their technicality. And I've heard lots of bands that are technically accurate that I just don't give a crap to listen to because it doesn't, uh, it sounds like they're just doing that. They're just running through the motions and moving their fingers and, or beating the drums in a certain way because they think that's what makes music. And it's not. So what makes music, Brian? Heart and soul, brother. So what's that mean? You're using vacuous words to try to avoid making any substantive claim or creating any meaning. Let's go out of music. Let's talk about something other than music. Let's talk about dance. Okay. Is dance all about feeling? I would say yes. Okay. If you or I feel the dance... Do you think that you or I could win a dance competition? Or do you think that you or I could pass a dance class at a university? Well, dude, I've seen me dance, and it's not pretty, dude. I'm telling you. No, it's not pretty for me either. But, but I would claim that I could have as much or more feeling about the dance than anyone else. Okay, but that's not, then that's not the, the, the marker of success that we're looking for. We're looking, I bet you people would appreciate the fact that we are giving it our all, and they could tell the difference if we were just doing a plie for all we were worth, because we feel it. You're saying that someone who goes on stage, and they really can't hardly play guitar, but they feel it, that that is what it's all about? Uh, see, you've reached the point that I thought about, that I knew you were going to push back. I think that people who create any sort of art have to feel it. It doesn't mean it's always going to be good. It doesn't mean that people are always going to appreciate it. But it does mean that they get to express what they're feeling and why they're feeling that music. I would just say if someone is untalented as me, but who has all the feeling in the world gets on stage, I hope what that person produces would be rejected as good music. Well, maybe if I just pick up a hurdy-gurdy or a harmonica, then uh, it'll be okay. It's metal. Well, that's it for this episode. Look for more interviews coming for you very soon. We have some amazing metal artists from a variety of subgenres. And remember, you can access all our content at The Great Metal Debate on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Also, join in The Metal Debate by liking our page on Facebook. All right, fans, I definitely want to hear from you. we got a couple of good debates going on here. So chime in. Till next time, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day. Yeah.